0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here your Business Radio X host. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. We are bro- broadcasting live this morning from Pensacola, Florida. I'm so excited that you are listening. And this is our Women in Leadership show sponsored by Pensacola Business Radio. We are, we've are we got a great show today. I've got a guest in the audience that I'm so excited to interview. I'm so proud of everything she's accomplished and I just can't wait to hear a lot more about her and about her organization. But before we get to that, just a, some brief information about who we are. This show, Women in Leadership, is brought to you by powerful women of the Gulf Coast. My name is Colleen Edwards-Chesley. I am the founding director of the organization, and we've been around for a number of years, but we're really starting to build momentum in the area and start to provide a lot of resources for women in business. Our mission is to promote, advance, and and improve women in business. We do that in a number of different ways. One way we do that is through monthly networking meetings. We hold meetings in Pensacola, and we also hold meetings in Gulf Breeze. You can go to our website and see information about our meetings. The website is www.powerfulwomengulfcoast.com, or you can go to our Facebook page, Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. We have an event up there for every single one of our upcoming meetings. You can share the event. You can post on the event. You can say that you're coming to the event. And we actually had 47 women in attendance last Friday at our Pensacola meeting. So we're building some great camaraderie with women, sharing a lot of resources, and just providing an arena for women to come together And grow. Another event that we do on an annual basis is our Pursue Your Passion Conference. We just finished this conference up a couple weeks ago, and we're very excited to be tallying up the final numbers and determining how much we're going to be able to give to the Gulf Coast Kids House, who is our host charity for that particular event. We have decided the last several years to donate 80% of our conference profits to Gulf Coast Kids House. And this year we've got a pretty big goal because we want to help improve the security for the employees at the Gulf Coast Kids House. The Pensacola Police Department does a walkthrough every year with the Kids House, and they determined this year that the Kids House needs ballistic film across the entire front of their building, which just, that really hit, hit hard to me in my, just kind of in the pit of my stomach. Imagine working in a place where you're there to provide support for children in our community that have either been abused sexually or physically or neglected in some capacity. And you as an employee are being told that your building needs ballistic film across the front of it. Um, Today's day and age, we can't be more careful about security. So we want to make sure we're protecting those valuable businesses that are protecting our children in the community. So that's our goal this year is to help them beef up their security and become a little bit more of a, of a safe environment for the employees. The majority of the employees at the Gulf Coast Kids House are women. So this is something that's kind of near and dear to heart, our heart as well. And so we're excited to be able to see how much money we're going to raise from the conference to be able to give to the Gulf Coast Kids House. Another way, if you did not participate in the conference and want to still help in our efforts. We do have a couple other ways that we are still generating funds that go into the conference. One of those ways is we've got three of the speakers' books up for sale on our website. Our keynote speaker was Dr. Mary Beth Kuzmeski, and she is a communications expert, and she's an expert in marketing and telling your story in a way that will cause people to come to you instead of you constantly asking them to purchase something. So she's got three books that are up on our website. The Connectors is um, one of her earlier books. It was one I read cover to cover and just fell in love with and, and gained a lot of information from it. She's also got a book called And the Clients Went Wild, which I'm really excited to be in the middle of reading right now. And that one's about taking the information from the connectors and translating it into, okay, now that I learned learned how to tell my story and I learned how important my connections are, how can I put it out into into the public arena so that people can find the message and be able to use it in a positive way? And then the third book that she's got is called The Engaging Child. And The Engaging Child is a great book if you have children. It's all about teaching children how to use communication without using technology. So skills like speaking, writing, and communicating verbally instead of just communicating through technology. So I'm sure a lot of us um, in the audience can can understand that, how many kids now are, are glued to their technology, or even us as adults, a lot of times we're glued to our technology. So helping the next generation learn ways to communicate that's outside of technology, I think is a really big, a big area that that can be explored. So I'm excited to have those three books. They're up on our website. Again, our website is PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com. Those are each available for $20 a piece, and you can pick them up here locally, or we can make sure you get a copy wherever you're listening. The other part that we've got is called our our, um, business power pack. And what we did here was we got a huge amount of certificates. I think there's a total of 15 different certificates that are included in the power pack. And we are going to be doing a drawing in December to see who wins this power pack. The tickets are $25 each and $20 of your $25 ticket goes directly to Gulf Coast Kids House. So if if you're in business, there's a lot of services you probably could appreciate. And in the basket, you might win things like a 30-minute headshot uh, photo session. You might win... A 500 business cards and a card holder, eight hours worth of temp help, all sorts of different things that would be beneficial for someone in business. A new banner, maybe to put out in front of your business or to promote yourself at an event. Um, content writing. That's always something that, that I think is, is valuable is sometimes we're out there trying to craft our message, but maybe we need some help with somebody that does content writing. So ton of different services. These are all available. The total package is worth over $3,500, and you can still get tickets now on our website. You can also get tickets at our monthly meetings as well. Now, good morning, Nancy. Good morning. I'm going to introduce my guest today. I am super excited to have you here. Thank you. I cannot wait to get in a conversation with you. We have in the studio today, we've got Nancy bullock Prevot. She is the CEO and the founder of Her Foundation, and HER stands for Honor, Empower, and Rebuild, and you and I met about a year ago, kind of right when you were starting the organization, and I couldn't be more proud of seeing what you've done, and I can't wait to get into the content today to talk about all the things that your organization does. Well, thank you. Absolutely. If you want to get in touch with Nancy, she's going to be um, adding her information to the show as well so that you can reach out to her, and I'm sure her website and and all sorts of other communication methods as well. But before we get into talking about you, I'm going to read a little bit of your bio. Okay, thank you. Absolutely. And Nancy is um, retired Navy, uh, 21 years, Chief Petty Officer, and you were in Cryptologic Technician Collection. Yes. That sounds really exciting. I can't wait to hear all about that. Um, she was Her last command was at the USS Somerset, and it was named after Flight 93, which was the last of the 9-11 ships. She was a plank owner and a first chief CTRC on board the USS Somerset, where she assisted in the building of the operations department and the OT division. As the first chief for the OT division, she also served as principal advisor to to USS Somerset's commanding officer and the operations officer on their security programs and cryptologic matters. That's some pretty high-tech stuff, Nancy. Yes. (laughs) It was. So she retired from the U.S. Navy as a veteran, and we really appreciate all your service for our country and everything that you did in the Navy. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. And, and she did that with over 20 years of service as, um, and retired as a chief. She wanted to continue serving her country, though. So instead of retiring and moving on to, you know, retirement and, and hanging out in beautiful Pensacola, which would have been perfectly fine. She says, I'm not, I'm not done yet. As a woman veteran, she really has a deep heart and a passion for the women veterans that are out there. And sometimes Nancy believes that some of the women are forgotten. Um, people forget that women serve just like their male co- counterparts. And sometimes they fall on the same, they fall on their luck in the same ways That our male counterparts do. So she wanted to do something specific to help women veterans that are suffering with a variety of obstacles that have led them to homelessness and probably many more, um, many more challenges in today's world as well. Um, She, in 2016, actually in August of 2016, so you're a little over a a year old now, she she founded the H.E.R. Foundation. And again, it stands for Honor, Empower, and Rebuild. And she is going to help homeless veteran, uh, homeless female veterans who are single. She's ready to help them by providing a- affordable housing and other services that may lead them to a successful future. Welcome again, Nancy Bullock-Privat. Thank you, Colleen, for having me today. Absolutely. Okay, so right after I met you, you said, "Hey, I found I started this found this organization and this is what we want to do. We want to help homeless veterans and we need a place to help them." And then I think maybe a day later or a week later, you said, "Hey, we got a house." Yes. So, how did that happen so quick? And tell us where you're at right now with the house cuz I know the house is needed a, a, a an extensive um reconstruction project as well well yeah i think we met october last year
1: and around veterans day last year i got a phone call from a donor and said hey um i'm going to donate you guys a house and that was a blessing from god because i didn't think things were going to move that fast yeah they i don't think they ever move that fast do they no You know, it was one day I'm sitting at my desk at my job saying, "Okay, God, give me something because I wasn't happy and I left it open ended. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you leave things open ended, he fills it for you. Oh, yes. And he filled it. (laughs) Whether you're ready or not. Yes. (laughs) And um, one thing led to another. And Veterans Day, we had a house and we started the process. And where we are now is we're renovating it. I've had a, a lot of donors step up to the plate to donate material, um, supplies, and... Furniture. Furniture, a brand new roof. Nice. You know, it's just the doors have been open. It's like, like I said, manna has been raining from heaven for us. And it hasn't stopped. And we haven't stopped asking because, you know, we're at the point now that... Our biggest ask is
0: we need a fire suppression system to to open the doors. Got it. That's probably pricey, too, and not something that somebody just has lying around and can donate, right? Well, you know, they can donate <laughs> if you have one. <laughs> um, but,
1: yes, it is pricey. And we're praying that here in the next couple of months that we do get that system so we can start putting our walls up and put our flooring down because all the flooring has been donated. Wow. And we have two big
0: storage units full of furniture just waiting to be put in this house. Wow! So you have the bones. You have the property. Yes. You have the structure. So you have the walls. You have the new roof. You need the inside to be ready for all the stuff that goes inside to be able to put in there. Yes. We do. Awesome. Do you have, um, how far are you to, to getting to your goal on the fire suppression system?
1: Thus far her has raised a little over eight thousand dollars with our fundraisers that Congratulations. We've Thank That's you. That's awesome. So we just need our goal is to get twenty thousand dollars. That way we'll have that cushion for any things we don't know of. Yeah. We've gotten estimates for our systems and the lowest estimate we receive is sixteen thousand dollars.
0: Wow. Yes. I had no idea.
1: They're, they're a little pricey.
0: Yeah. And because this is not a bed and breakfast, this is not, you know, a home that you're just opening up to your neighbors, this is actually going to be a fully functional place for veterans to live. Yes. Is that why you're needing the, the full fire suppression system? Yes. Okay. Because, you know, you're going to
1: have lives there mm-hmm. and you need to be able to You know, if a fire happens in the middle of the night, you need the alarms to go off. You need the fire department to be notified in a timely fashion so they can come and provide those assistance. And in the same manner to have um, a system to have the women to be alerted so they can get out.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know the, the house is a big priority for you. Homelessness. I didn't realize until I first started talking to you how many female veterans are in this area that are homeless. Do you have those numbers off the top of your head? Yes. And what is it, 17? Yeah. So since
1: 16 and 17, the numbers have tripled. We've gone from six women to 12. And most people don't know that there's a federal mandated count that has to be done. It's called the PIT count. It's done every year in January. So this year, we just did it. And the number of women that were counted was 12. And those women were the women that self-identified themselves as veterans Right. and that they said, I am homeless. Mm-hmm. And most people don't understand that there's different definitions of homelessness. And that has to be taken into consideration. So I feel, and this is just Nancy, that since the numbers have doubled in a year, that the 12, there has to be more than 12.
0: Oh, of course. That we're not
1: even discussing or even know about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think the real numbers are? I mean, your unscientific calculation. Honestly, I think it's triple that. Really? Wow. That are truly homeless, meaning they don't have a place at all. Or help us understand the definite the differences of the definitions of homelessness.
1: Well, there's a HUD definition. For homeless, there's a VA definition of homeless. And then the federal government has their definition of homeless. And for me, you know, for our organization of how we're going to do business, we fall under all the definitions. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that gray area that we have to cover everyone. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, any veteran that doesn't have a safe, secure place to lay her head in, she has to worry about that next meal, mm-hmm. or am I safe, or is he or she going to come after me, that's homelessness for me. If I have to sleep in my car, that's homelessness. If I have to double up or sleep on someone's couch, that's homelessness. Mm-hmm. If I am in a doorway, in an alley, in a tent. That's homelessness, you know, because for those of us who have shelter, we wouldn't want to be in that situation. So we should think about
0: our women veterans. Mm -hmm. We want that person in the same situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, women are naturally the caretakers of the family. So when the caretaker is the one that doesn't have the place, how many other people is that putting out as well? That probably means whoever is the, in the family, they're probably homeless as well. Exactly. Yeah. And one thing that we're
1: doing with her is we're focusing on that other population that people are not thinking about or talking about that single female veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone talks about a woman that has kids mm-hmm. or a woman that is married, but no one thinks about that woman that has no one. She needs shelter as well. Absolutely. And she needs someone to tell her that you're loved, that we're here for you, and we got your back. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. When you get the house up and running, how many, how many women are you going to be able to accommodate in the house?
1: We'll be able to house 10 women. okay, And that's not including the house manager that we will um, have okay. full time.
0: I was going to say, so you'll have a full time, like a, like a house mom. Yes, that's hanging out and able to help. Um, You provide other services besides homelessness, right? Or are you just really focusing on the homelessness part right now? So, no.
1: I am a firm believer of using the skills that the Navy taught me Mm -hmm. is that you don't reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. And what I found once I got back in the community is what was lacking. And what was lacking was housing. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go and do counseling. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go and teach someone how to... To write a resume because there's agencies already here doing it and they've been doing it for years. Absolutely, but what was missing was housing. Yeah, and that was the piece that I needed to fulfill. So all I want to do is provide shelter for my sisters Mm -hmm. and partner with those agencies that are good counselors, good resume writers, people that want to give my sisters jobs, or um, Pensacola State that wants to send them back to school. Mm -hmm. So. Let's work together as a community to do these things that we know we can do together well, because we know that as women, as men, that the Mighty Fist is good when we put it together,
0: mm-hmm. not spread it apart. Absolutely. You're, you're preaching to the choir here because I'm a huge believer in collaboration. And mm-hmm. there are a number of organizations, like you said, that, that help with resume writing, that help with counseling, that help with job uh, placement. Um, so trying to partner with those organizations, I think you're having you focus on that homelessness area can help you be that much more powerful to those women. Yes. Can you go into why some of these women are homeless? Not specific stories about them exactly, but what, co- what would cause homelessness for a single woman? Is that the same thing that would cause homelessness for, for anybody else? Um, or do they face any unique challenges themselves?
1: Well, just like anybody else, life happens, Mm -hmm. you know. But being a veteran, we have experiences that the average citizen doesn't experience when you serve. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to reintegrate back into society. I can speak for myself that coming back and becoming a civilian again, was hard. It still is hard.
0: I was going to say it's a whole different world, isn't it?
1: Yes. Um, you know, you hear veterans say the jargon. It's hard to learn the lingo again. We, we get wrapped up in our jargon, our day to day time and mannerisms that many of our men and women are so structured that they're so regimented in way of doing things in life that it's hard to reintegrate. Mm-hmm. So that plays a factor. Um, for our women, the VA has had a hard time realizing that they too suffer from PTSD. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have the, been the um, post-traumatic should, stress syndrome. Right. But you're
0: saying women and Women suffer from that and that's not naturally recognized. Correct. Hadn't been. Okay. You know, they
1: have been quick to been labeled to have anxiety, where our women have suffered as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women have suffered from MST, military sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And you know, you've seen a lot of that being discussed in the media, but it hasn't really been talked about a lot like it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And we see now that everyone in the media is talking about what's going on in Hollywood, but why aren't we talking about what is happening in our military service? Mm-hmm. It's It's been going on for years. Yeah, The same thing. But our service women and our men, they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. They just deal with it. Right. And then once they separate, they still have to deal with the aftermath. Mm -hmm. Of those assaults, that abuse, you know, and you want to say, well, why do they end up homeless? Because they've had to deal with that trauma over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And you don't get counseling or you don't get therapy. Of course, you go to drugs. You go to alcohol.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You end up homeless. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Would it be naive of me to say that in the military counseling or, or, or admitting that you have issues, is that a sign of weakness?
1: Some people take it that way. It depends on your job. Mm -hmm. I know for me, when I first came in as a cryptologist, I had, I held a top secret clearance. When I came in, in the nineties, if you Went to seek counseling for any issues. You were told we're going to take your clearance away. Right?
0: Yeah, that's a huge red flag. Right? So mm-hmm.
1: you kept things to yourself. Sure. If anyone, um, if you child abuse or you didn't pay your bills, you were going to get your clearance taken away.
0: So yeah. you kept things to yourself. Yeah. Or even the easy things, like you know, I lost a good a good friend or a family member. You know, those aren't things that I would think would make you, you know, oh, this person's not eligible for a high security clearance. Those are just some of the normal things in life. But I'm sure those things you weren't able or anybody in that position wasn't able to seek counseling for anyway. right? Because it just all gets slumped into the same bucket.
1: Right. So you learn to just, you put it in a box Mm -hmm. and you just pack it down and you put Mm -hmm. the box on a shelf. Mm -hmm. So, and that's how we dealt with things. But we know as time... Went on, the service got a little bit better. Um, We got a little longer farther in the wars. And it was noticed that, well, we need to get our men and women help and get them to talk about it. But everybody didn't go talk about it. And they still kept that mancho mentality. Whereas women, you know, we're nurturers and caregivers, as you said. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: felt that we had to take care of the home front and we had to take care of everybody else. Sure. We're okay. Yeah. So it led to self medicating or self preservation, I would like to say, Mm -hmm. of self, Mm -hmm. which still led to self destruction on the inside. Absolutely. Which I think leads to a lot of homelessness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I could really see that. I mean, you know, women in business, you know, from running Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, I see it every single day. Women in business have unique challenges above and beyond their male counterparts. And some of it, you know, it's not, oh, poor women. It's women have asked for that. Women decided, hey, I want to be the the mom. I want to be the, you know, I run the household and I want to stack a business on top of it. I want to look great and be fashionable and, you know, have all these other things going on in my life that are extra that we added on top of it. And then to be a woman in the military, to me, that's an even higher amount of, of you have to have confidence, you have to have, you know, be um, be able to handle stress, even even at a much bigger, bigger level. So I can absolutely see what you're talking about when they get out of service. That all of a sudden they can kind of step back and go, "Okay, now I can actually deal with all this stuff." Like you said, that that I've just kind of put in a box and packed away. But then, how do you do that? Because that's not natural to pack that stuff away for 20 years and then all of a sudden say, "Okay, now I want to unpack this stuff." It doesn't ne- necessarily just unpack real easily.
1: It doesn't. And sometimes it implodes instead of explodes. Right. And that's dangerous. Absolutely. And some people don't even make it that long. It happens while they're in the service. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's Mm -hmm. scary. Yeah.
0: What services does the VA and the military provide from a homelessness standpoint? Do they provide that for any of their veterans, um, much less the women? Yes. Okay. So um,
1: the VA has a section. That focuses for women's health. It's not the best because I will say from my perspective, they're getting better. Okay. Because it was like we're an afterthought. Mm. But they're not really prepared to handle women's issues. Yeah.
0: Kind of like a little bit of late coming to the game. Just realizing there's an issue. Okay, now we got to put some resources together. Maybe not having the experience that that the civilian world has had in that area. Right. Okay.
1: Um, But they're trying to step their game up and step the programs up and get more assets and allocations to take care of our female veterans. They're trying to get more counselors because a lot of women that have had um, sexual trauma don't want to deal with men. Mm -hmm. So let's send them to a female counselor. Mm -hmm. Let's be more... Um, Empathetic to their issues and let's talk about what's going on. While a service member is in service, you can go talk to someone, go to therapy. A lot of men and women don't want to be put on drugs. So there's other um, avenues. There have been more retreats opened up so you can go and have that wusa moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's
1: helped because I I know a lot of um, brothers and sisters that have done that. It's not a lot of retreats that are around the country that I've noticed that are not focused for single women, which I would like to see more and more of those open up. Yeah. To um, address a lot of issues for women. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of, uh, especially here in our area, we have a couple that are in Dustin and in. Mississippi. But I think we need more that are just focused for women.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I'm a military brat. My dad was Air Force. So my entire upbringing, I lived the military lifestyle. And my dad is is what I would call typical military. He's very He's strong, he's precise, everything we did. You know, if I wanted to get a pet, for instance, I had to research what are all the different options of pets. I had to learn about them, practically write a whole essay about pets, present him the options um, before we could move forward and make a decision. So he ran our entire life from a very disciplined, from a very, you know, strategic kind of standpoint. And I love that that he had that military background. It taught me an amazing amount. Um, so I have a lot of respect for for military, but I can't believe the military is very into alternative therapies. I would imagine that they still have are, are probably, you know, inside that box with traditional therapy, traditional counseling, traditional resources. So it's interesting to hear you talk about some things that are a little bit outside the box um, because some of those things are areas that do need to be explored as well.
1: yes, they're they're getting to that because they know everybody. Everyone's mindset is open to other things and Mm -hmm. everyone doesn't want drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a lot of friends that they don't want to take pills. They know that spiritually something else is there for them. Mm -hmm. And I, like you said, it's good to see the military is open to other things. Yeah. They're open minded now.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So one of your big goals is to get this fire suppression system. You're kind of at a standstill until you get that going. With? Oh, no, no, no. No? Okay, so you're still building other you know. resources, other oh, yes. things.
1: You know how ah, the military tells us, <laughs> you
0: can't let one <laughs> thing stop you. You got to do something else. Absolutely, absolutely. But it sounds like you've done a great job collecting other resources. Are there other things besides the fire suppression system that you're looking, besides cash? I'm sure you're looking for for cash donations as well. But are there other supplies that you're still building as well? Yes. Okay. I, need a, um,
1: I need cabinets. So any cabinet makers out there, I need a vehicle and I would love to partner with anyone who would like to be our
0: donors, you know, life donors. Mm-hmm. We need some of those. That's awesome. That's awesome. So cabinets, uh, vehicle, mm-hmm. lifetime donors and lifetime donors, you mean people that would make a donation every single year to you, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. How can people get in touch with you? Um, Tell us all your contact methods um, that people can reach out to you, learn more about the organization and also, you know, contribute directly.
1: Okay. Our website is HonorHer.org. It's H-O-N-O-R-H-E-R.org. And our Facebook is The Her Foundation of Northwest Florida. And my phone number is
0: 850-530-2917. Awesome. So they can go any of those places and you probably have a donate button on Facebook, a donate button on your website that they can make donations. And then if they want to give you stuff or services, they can reach out to you directly. Yes. Do you have all the labor already provided for the installation of all these things or are you looking for those kind of services as well?
1: Oh, yes. I'm always looking for labor, volunteers. You can volunteer me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There's a lot of people out there that are that you know like me. I've I've worked on a couple of habitat projects before, and I didn't know anything about siding. But you know, you point me in the right direction. You say, okay, take this and hold it up here. You know, I'm absolutely willing to do that. So um, I'm excited for you when this when this really moves forward. And anything I can do to help you, I would be more than happy to do. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Tell me a little bit about what you've got going on. You've got an event coming up in March. Is that your next big event or do you have anything between now and March that you're doing as well as far as like events?
1: Well, yes. March is our first big event for 2018. Okay. And that will be our Lifting Her Up golf tournament that we're doing at Marcus Point. Awesome. So a lot of people don't know that in the military, March is Women's History Month. And for us being a female organization, I'm all about lifting women up and talking about our female veterans. So we're going to start 2018 off with a bang and doing golf. So awesome. if you're not
0: doing anything, come out and play a round of golf. And we're looking for golf sponsors. So you're looking for tea sponsors, whole yes, sponsors. General event sponsors. You're looking for golfers as well, I would bet. Yes, ma'am. Okay. We've
1: already um, got mm, two casinos in Biloxi to sponsor us. Nice. So we got two free rounds of golf, um, hotel night. We've gotten a anonymous sponsor for our $3,000 sponsorship package. So I'm really excited about that.
0: Absolutely. So I'm looking for more sponsorships. Awesome. And can they find all this information on your website, what the different sponsor levels are? Yes, ma'am. Very cool. And for the golfers, men and women? Oh, yes. Okay, good. March is, in my opinion, kind of one of the best months of the year for golf.
1: Oh, yes, because you've gotten out of our
0: little cabin fever here in Pensacola. Right. The weather's warmed up. It's kind of around spring break. Things are, you know, starting to bloom again. Yeah, that's a great time for golf. That's awesome. Yes. Good. And you said it's at Marcus Point, right? Yes, ma'am. Very cool. So if anybody's listening and they want to get in touch with Nancy, please reach out to her. Um, you're doing some amazing things in the community, and I wish you all the success in the world. It breaks my heart to, to think that there are women out there that are homeless yes. um, and women veterans, women that have contributed so much to our country, yes. given of themselves in service and that, you know, now in their most time of need, would be when we need to reach back out them there and support them yes. wrap our arms around them provide them you know with with something as basic as a place to lay your head um i can't imagine what somebody in that situation how how desperate and how basic that need really is yes yeah so good i'm excited for you Nancy and i wish you wish you all the success with with building this organization and and getting out there and supporting these these women veterans Thank you so much, Colleen. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to talk a few minutes, too, about a couple more ideas about women in business. So, you know, we talked, you and I have talked in the past about some things that that you've done, you know, making the transition from the military to the civilian world, I'm sure was tough for yourself as well. Um, Is that the toughest thing you faced or did you face a tougher challenge starting up this um, nonprofit? No, transition was was the hardest. Transition was harder than starting a nonprofit? Yes. Wow. That's, um, that speaks volumes itself. Starting a nonprofit is not easy. You know, there's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of hoops you've got to jump through. Um, tell us about the biggest victory you've had as being a, a female in business. Getting my 501c3? That's huge, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. 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 That's really huge. When did y'all apply for it and when did you receive it? I applied in October. You probably remember the exact dates.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I applied in October. I got my first letter December
0: and it was finalized in January. That's awesome. That's awesome. What a great way to start out the new year. Yes. Are there some things, you know, talking about the, the nonprofit being a difficult thing and, and the victory of receiving the, um, the 501c3 status? What are some other things that you're doing on a constant basis to help keep yourself focused in success? Are there things that you do every day that you think, wow, if I didn't do this every single day, I wouldn't be as successful?
1: My spiritual daily devotion. Yeah. Um, I think no matter where you are, in your your walk, you have to stay grounded um, spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, I try my best to read in the morning. If I don't get it in the morning, before I go to bed at night, I have to get it in because I know if it wasn't
0: for God, I wouldn't be able to do this. Absolutely, having that deep that deep faith that's amazing. How long do you read your devotion in the day? About ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. good. And that's enough to kind of get you focused, get you in the right mindset, let you erase anything that happened in the in the past or or anything that that maybe had been still hanging around in, in your brain, get you really focused to have a great day. Yes, that's very cool. Yes. That's very cool. Are you? Um, do you read other things besides um, through your your spiritual experience? You know, throughout the day, something pops up on my phone.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm you know, what technology, you can tap into anything you want. So I have little reminders that pop in twice a day, little affirmations. And it's so funny how everything kind of ties in together of what I read in the morning. And it just keeps me going. And it just confirms that everything is going to be okay. Absolutely. Some people say those things are just luck.
0: I never believe that they are.
1: Well, it's funny that you use that word luck, because Mm -hmm. I don't believe in luck.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And like God says, I knew you before you were even born. And I knew what was going to happen before you even came into this world. So it, everything happens for a reason in in his
0: time. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And I'm a big advocate that if you are in the right mental space, Mm -hmm. then when those things do pop up during the day, you actually receive them in a much different way. Yes. Whereas if you weren't doing that devotion in the morning, when those things pop up, you might go, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Or, oh, that's, you know, cute. Or, you know, oh, that sounds nice, but not necessarily take it in as what you probably do because you're in that right mindset throughout the day. Yes. It doesn't hit you as hard. And
1: sometimes, you know, I don't want you to take it wrong because sometimes I do, things do hit me and I'm like, wait a minute. What did they mean by that? (laughs) Makes you second guess some things. Yes. You have to step back and read it again. Mm -hmm. So because we're all human. Absolutely. We have those moments.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm a big reflector. I do very similar to you. I have, I start my morning out with gratitude and I try to, I have a journal now that, that every day you have to write down three, three things you're gr- grateful for in the morning. And then you go through your day. And then at the end of the day, you write three things that you're grateful for in the evening. And it always, I'm always sitting there and just having that, that moment in the morning to think about the things I'm grateful for. And then the last thing I do before I go to bed, the things i'm grateful for. It's amazing though how many times something will hit me throughout the day. Like you just mentioned you may read something and go, "Wait a minute, what is what does that mean?" But then later in the day when i reflect back on the day, i go, "That's what it was about." Yes. I didn't connect to it at that moment, but i connected to it after some other event. Maybe i had some meeting that somebody said something, you know, that i didn't pick up, but then later reflecting back all of a sudden i think, "Wow, that's exactly what that meant." Yes, mm-hmm. so that's really cool. You are such a strong woman. So I knew you had to be grounded in a really deep faith, um, and that's great to see that spirituality and and see how much strength that that gives you throughout the day. Thank you. That's a great tip. What about leadership? Has anybody shared anything that you would say was probably the best leadership advice since you started this not for profit? Or did somebody share some advice to you that you said that doesn't even apply to me at all? That would have been worst advice.
1: I'll say my best friend.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: she has kept me grounded. She's been my sounding board. Even those days that were not so good days. Mm-hmm. To just remember why I started this. Why God chose me to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I feel that people get wrapped around those cliche catchphrases. And it's not so much about those phrases, it's just remember why you started the journey. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And when you stay true to yourself and to the cause, you'll always stay on track.
0: That's huge, Nancy. That's really. That's insightful. I mean, I think you're right. I think a lot of t- uh, of us start things and we're just running so fast and we get, you know, I get myself, I get distracted or I get, you know, kicked down a couple notches when things happen that didn't happen the way I wanted it to. Um, but if you do have that great foundation, that that being able to go back to exactly why you started it, that will reground you
1: mm-hmm.
0: and help you with handling the normal day-to-day because it's not easy running running a, a not-for-profit or a nonprofit you know you're constantly out there begging people for stuff yes. um you know you're not you're not a for-profit business where you're providing you know a product that people can easily purchase you're out there trying to to conquer the the deficiencies in the world yes you know conquering female veteran homelessness that's a huge huge challenge it is Mhm. So having things to make sure you go back to why you were chosen to do this and that you were the one that was chosen to do this. I can definitely see how that could keep you focused on moving forward. Yes. Awesome. All right, so Pensacola, let's say you get the house going, I know you will, and you've got the 12 beds filled. What's next?
1: Keep the conversation started yeah. and going because mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's about the homeless female veterans but it's about female veterans, period, because no one talks about us. Mm-hmm. We're the afterthought. You know, it's Veterans Day tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when people say veterans, the first thing that pops into mind is a man. Absolutely. So my other priority is to change that, to make it synonymous of man, woman, or make it gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need to get that conversation started and get that to be the face of Pensacola as well. When you see a billboard, where's that woman? She needs to be there too
0: because mm-hmm. she served. Absolutely. You know, what's really cool is, um, and I'm on Facebook probably more often than than I want to be consumed on Facebook on a daily basis. But what I thought was really cool this week is the number of women that I had no idea had served in the military that are now posting with the frame around their picture saying, you know, Navy or Marines or, you know, Air Force or, you know, basically showing that they were in the military service. I think that's really cool. I'm shocked at the number of them that I had no idea, you know, and it may have been years ago um, that are, that are veterans. Yes. We even had at the meeting, you were, were you at the meeting last week, last Mm -hmm. Friday? Do you remember how many women stood up and said that they were retired military? Yes. That was shocking. I don't think we've seen that before. Right. And that's just really cool to see the women that have done that, that have contributed to our country and have served. I think that's admirable. Yes, it is. So I think you're right. Bringing more conversation, celebrating those women, um, because they haven't, I don't know if they haven't spoken up in the past or maybe they didn't. Feel like it was proper to be recognized in that capacity. I don't know what it is about that, but we're seeing it a lot more now. So maybe I'll credit you for for starting that conversation <laughs> and building and building that awareness because I think it's awesome. Well, I'll take that for the
1: moment. <laughs> for the
0: moment, absolutely. Because, like you said, there's nobody else in this area doing what you're doing for female veterans. Is there anybody in the United States doing? Something specific for female veterans? Yes, there are okay. other
1: organizations that are taking up the mantle to to house our sisters that are homeless. Um, a lot of the the shelters and the homes are focusing on the family,
0: mm-hmm. but no one is really focusing on the single female like I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge challenge. that That just breaks my heart to know that there's that many in our area. And like you said, those are just the ones that we know the numbers for. Yes, You know, once your house gets opened up and, and you start taking in those single female veterans, I'm sure the, you're going to see the real numbers really rise. Yes. Because, yes, yes because that's when they're going to say, I didn't know there was some resources. Now I'm going to step up and say I'm am a I'm a single female veteran. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. So one last question about women in business. So what do you think has been something that's helped you, maybe a competency or a trait that women in business share that's helped you be more successful?
1: The ability to collaborate and network. And I think also the willingness of women to just say, let me help you with that. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Women are like that, aren't they? I mean, not... And and powerful women is an example of it. I tell people all the time, they always ask me, why is there not a power, powerful men of the Gulf Coast? And, and I say, well, because I'm not a man. If you want to start one, go for it. But in reality, I think women are more apt to come together and be relationship-based. Right. Whereas men, I think sometimes are more independent. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they were. They've always been treated in the business world and, and they're okay with that. Whereas women... I think, do find more value when they collaborate and they build those deeper relationships. Yes, that's awesome. And there is a number of nonprofits in this area that I'm sure can help you with what you're focused on. Are there any gaps that you really need some collaboration, any areas that that you haven't found some partnerships in or some areas that you really want to explore? Who's Who's doing XYZ part of this process?
1: I think so far... Um, that process has been covered really well good. through mentorship and networking. Uh, I found good partners and I've met everyone to fulfill my piece of the puzzle, per se, mm-hmm. thus far. Mm-hmm. I think once we get up and running, I may have to step back and reevaluate and see something that I've probably missed. But so far, I think we're
0: good. 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 So you've got a lot of collaborative relationships. That's amazing. Pensacola is a very supportive community. Yes. As far as I've seen, I haven't had a lot of experience outside of Pensacola because this is where I've lived for my whole adult career life. Um, but, um, I just hear that over and over again, that there's so much collaboration here and I'm a member of impact. Um, I'm actually going to be rejoining in or February for my fourth year in impact. And it always amazes me when I look around and see how many nonprofits are in this area that I've never even heard of. I mean, there are thousands out there that are doing amazing, amazing things. So I love hearing the fact that you really want to collaborate because th- I think that is where you're going to offer more value is by not trying to do everything. Right. By having you focused on the things that are the most important for what, where you're being called. Yes. And you can add that value and not competing with anybody else because let's face it, there's nobody else focusing on the single veteran females like you are. Yes.
1: And I think as people, we forget that, that we shouldn't be competing Yeah, there's enough out there for everyone. If we work together, we can accomplish
0: the world. Absolutely. I mean, competition is good. I think there's areas where it helps. You know, I don't want to ever get too stagnant that I'm not afraid of a competitor. Um, Competitors do help me kind of up my game. But in reality, there's not a lot to be gained from constantly competing. Right. There's a lot more that we can gain from that collaboration. So true. that's very awesome. All right, so we've talked a lot about... Um, the Her Foundation, repeat again how you can be contacted so anybody that's listening can reach out to you and provide you support, be that volunteer, be that annual donor, provide the resources that you're looking for, or even just attend your events and support you in that way. Okay. Our website is honorher.org. That's
1: H-O-N-O-R-H-E-R.org. And our Facebook page is The Her Foundation of Northwest Florida,
0: and our phone number is 850-530-2917. Awesome, And you've been listening to Nancy bullock Prevot. She is the CEO and the founder of the Her Foundation. Again, it's an organization that honors, empowers, and rebuilds our single female veterans in the Pensacola area. And you've been listening to me. I am Colleen Edwards-Chesley. I'm the founding director of Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. If you want to get more active with Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, we'd love to see you at a networking meeting. We'd love to have you at at next year's conference. We'd love to have you at our power-up classes which teach men and women in business skills that are important in the business world. We'd love to have you as a guest on this show, Women in Leadership. If you are a premier member of our organization, you're actually eligible to have a 10-minute spot or like I did with Nancy today, and we dedicated the entire show on Nancy because I think what she's doing is so amazing, so fantastic, and so worth listening to more information about. Also, if you just one last plug for our conference. If you want to help us generate more funds that we can give to Gulf Coast Kids House, we would love to have you purchase either a business power pack ticket, which are $25 each. You can purchase those on our website. You can purchase those at our monthly meeting next month, or you can purchase those, track me down anywhere in Pensacola or let me know where you are and I will come to you and those are $25 each. $20 of your $25 ticket goes directly to Gulf Coast Kids House and the ticket gets you entered into a drawing for the power pack. The power pack total value is worth over $3500. It includes services such as complimentary web design, resume assistance, business cards, 8 hours of temp help, um, business coaching sessions, a a banner for your business, professional makeup application, a customized photo headshot, um, all sorts of different services. Again, it's over $3,500 worth. You can see the whole list of services on our website. You can also purchase a ticket on our website or get in touch with us in any other way and we'd be happy to get you a ticket. We will be doing the drawing in December. We only have 125 tickets to sell. So once we sell all those tickets, there will not be any more tickets available for the drawing. So make sure you get in. And 125 tickets It's not a ton of tickets. So it gives you a great opportunity to be that winner. Um, the certificates that are included in the business power pack are also transferable. So if you happen to win the power pack, but let's say you don't need the Photoshop or the, I mean, the headshot or the, the professional makeup application, you can gift that to somebody else or gift it to maybe to the H.E.R. Foundation. I'm sure they could utilize some of those resources to help build their organization as well. The other thing that we are still selling are books from our keynote speaker from the annual conference. So we've got her three different books. Uh, she wrote The Connector, she wrote In The Clients Went Wild, and she wrote In the, the Engaging Child. Those are each $20 and those are available on our website as well you can take a look at the front and the back covers of each book and let me tell you those are there's some amazing resources i've read the connectors cover to cover and i'm halfway through and the clients went wild and i'm just tagging just about every single page marking great resources that are in those books that can help anyone in business if you want to reach out to us again we are powerful women of the gulf coast And our mission is to promote, advance, and improve women in business. And our website is PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com or our Facebook page is Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. We would love to have you reach out to us in any method that you can. And I hope you have a great weekend, Nancy. Uh, We are celebrating Veterans Day tomorrow. So, again, I want to thank you for your service, 20 years in the Navy um, I appreciate everything you did for our country, and I can't even imagine all the the military secrets you have stored up in your head and the, and the huge amount of security clearance that you had to go through. So I really appreciate everything that you did um, in serving our country. You're welcome. Everybody that's listening, we will hear from you again in a month, and we will have a whole new slate of guests uh, at our show then. So everyone have a great afternoon and and have a gorgeous a gorgeous day if it's like it is here in Pensacola it's a beautiful day and and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you so much.